Hello everyone and welcome back to the new Artist Spotlight podcast. I'm Wilco Wilkes. And I'm Origin Cross. And I'm Icon Dark. <laughs> I don't think you were meant to say that, but it's okay. And <laughs> <laughs> we were going to introduce oh, you, man. <laughs> already. Messing it up already. Perfect. No, I think I think maybe we leave that in anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so thanks to everybody else who's listening. Um, we're interviewing some of the best emerging artists from around the globe, such as Icon Dark today. Um, the whole of the new artist spotlight community is um, part of this podcast. And we'd love to hear from you. If you've got any suggestions, questions, anything like that, um, let us know. And we're looking forward. We've got a packed schedule over the next um, few months. We're going to meet loads of new um, awesome artists and we'd love to hear from you uh, what you think of it. So feel free to get in touch as well. DM me, email me at wilkowilks at gmail.com. Anything like that is fine. You can DM me at origin underscore cross on Instagram. And as always, remember to check out newartistspotlight.org. The website has got loads of good playlists, um, news, reviews, loads of cool content on there. So check it out. Now today's guest, uh, we've already been introduced to, but um, welcome to the show, Icon Dark. Thanks, guys, for having me. I really appreciate it. Welcome, everybody. It's good to meet you, man. Um, a long time admirer of your tracks. I've listened to a lot of it um, for the last, uh, well, however long I've been involved with uh, NAS, really. And there's loads of good stuff there. Um, for anyone who doesn't know you already, uh, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and your music? Absolutely. Um, I make instrumental electronic music, which is... Uh, which doesn't really say much because unless you're unless you're recording live, then pretty much every every song is electronic to, to some extent. Um, so I guess the subgenres I make are uh, dark ambient, which is ambient music, but sort of a nightmarish haunted house, apocalyptic soundscape kind of stuff. Um, so that's maybe a third of what I make. Uh, the the other is just kind of dark electronic. Um, I guess uh, dark synth would be kind of a description even though traditional dark synth is a lot more aggressive than the stuff i do so i don't you know i'm not you know that aggressive my sound isn't really that aggressive but that's i've heard it described as dark synth um i've made maybe two synth wave songs in my life so i guess you can maybe call throw that in there too um but yeah it's it's kind of that vibe um all of my music the, the the electronic stuff and the ambient stuff all of it's pretty dark as far as the, the type of music that I put out there. So you're not going to, I don't make the club bangers, right? I'm not trying to pack the dance floor or anything like that. I, I would expect none of my songs would ever be played in a club. And if it, if it were, you probably shouldn't go there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's music that it, that is either just flat out outright intended to make you uneasy or just kind of, it's about things, the music that is about things that will make you uneasy. So it's, you know, it's lots of discordance uh, and other things that, uh, uh, and things like that to kind of, kind of get, put you on edge a little bit. 
So that's what I make. Uh, it's all electronic. This, you know, aside from the occasional sample, there's no voices or anything. It's just you know, you know mood music for very odd or, or very odd or scary moods. How about that? <laughs> That sounds perfect description, mate. It's nice to hear you describe it like that because I, uh, it's. Um, I feel like you're on top of what your own genre is. You really encapsulated there um, everything that I thought when I li- when I listened to your stuff. So um, yeah, I love it, man. It's. Uh, I think we've all got a little bit of darkness inside of us, and um, you're bringing it to the table. Yeah, you have a, a, a quote on your Spotify bio. It says, um, "I like what I like. I make what I make." That, that stuck out to me. I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, and that I didn't I didn't steal that from you. That's that's been there a while. It, it still fits because when I first started out, I I didn't know how to describe what I made. So you know, I so I just kind of put that out there. You decide you you attach whatever labels you want to to it. Um, I just like I just make the music that I like. <laughs> um, and if you want to call it dark synth or, or synth wave or dark electronic or whatever, then that's fine. It's just music that I like. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate trying to describe myself as well. It's so annoying. Um, but you yeah. did it so well, man. You did it so eloquently. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks. And, and what was the other quote? You said uh, special, special, uh, like specializing is for insects or something like that? Yeah, um, that's from a science fiction author. I think Heinlein. Or Heinlein, I guess I don't know the correct way to pronounce that. But yeah, that, that's, that's not original, but it's specialization is for insects. So again, that was from when I first started making music and it's like, okay, I'll just, I'll just make whatever, um, which is, you know, you got folks that out there to, to kind of apply it to the music that I currently make. You got folks out there that make nothing but ambient or dark ambient and, and that's what they make, right? That's what they're known for or not known for, you know, it's just, that's just what they make. But I'll make, you know, spooky, dark ambient um, apocalyptic soundscape kind of stuff, and then I'll make something else and throw a breakbeat on it, and you know, still not a club banger, but you know, it's something to nod your head to. You know, I don't, I don't specialize. Um, I guess you could say I specialize in, the, in dark music, but even even then, lately I've done, I've ventured outside of that. So yeah, specialization is for insects. Uh, a friend of mine told me that a very long time ago. He he, he laid that quote on me, and it kind of stuck with me, so I, I put it on there. <laughs> nice. Well. Take us right back to the beginning. Tell us how you first found your love of music and making music. Uh, I've always been a, uh, a fan of music um, from the early days. I guess that's probably true of all all musicians. That, you know, they'll, they'll say I've loved music from the beginning. So, so yeah, me too. Um, I, um, you know, back back when I was a, a kid, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself here, but you know things things that attracted me, you know, craft work, the art of noise, things like that. You know, the early electronic stuff. Um, never, even at that point, never considered making it or anything. But I was always a fan of that. I also liked, you know, I liked a lot of different variety of music. So I'd be the kid, I'd be the kid you know, in his bedroom listening to, you know, Duran Duran and the Pet Shop Boys and N.W.A. and, and Public Enemy. And throw throw some Wagner in there too, and maybe some Queen. So that that was me <laughs> listening to listening to all of that kind of stuff because I like music just that much. Now, like I said, I didn't really um, try to make it. I never really, you know, I, I I thought it would be cool to make music, but I couldn't. Um, <laughs> so I've said this in other interviews, you know, um, music. You know, uh, I I tried at some various points in my life to make music, and it just it just didn't happen. Um, when I was a kid. Yeah, the, my my view of making music is that it's hard. You know, spoiler alert: it's, it's not really, but um, it, it was hard. 
um, you know, no offense to all the music teachers that, you know, I took maybe one or two music classes in, you know, between all from elementary school all the way up. So maybe one or two music classes, no offense to music teachers, but they just weren't teaching it the same way to me. I was a, a reasonably smart kid, you know, making the A's and stuff, but I go to music class and they start talking about, you know, this is a scale and this is a semitone and then my brain just shut down because I'm like, why is it a semitone, not a tone? It's a half of what? I don't understand. So, you know, since I didn't really get it, the whole point is I didn't get it. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't locking in. So it was some music was for the most part just something that I just listened to and enjoyed as a as a consumer, I guess. Um, bought a lot of music over, over the years. Um, so then, um, but that didn't really stop me from every once in a while um, pulling out uh, some software and trying to put something together. Um, I, I, the DAW that I use, uh, FL Studio, um, I bought that DAW more than a decade ago, probably much more than a decade ago. And, and I'm, I'm not using ancient software. This is just this particular software has free updates for life. So it's not like I'm using software from 20 years ago. But, you know, the, the point is, I, over the years, I buy some, you know, uh, I got a keyboard, I got, you know, I, I tried playing guitar at one point, this wasn't kicking in. So over the years, I, you know, maybe I'll try making some music. Wouldn't work. It's not kicking in. Maybe I'll try making some music. It's not, not kicking in. Maybe I'll buy you know, Fruity Loops and try to put some stuff together. Eh, not, not working. It's not kicking in. So, But then it just suddenly kind of kicked in a few years ago. And it's you know, and I, I think it's nothing magical happened. It's just that I, I found some people who were explaining things in a different way that I could understand. Um, so you know, different people learn in, in different ways. And so people, I guess, when I was growing up, were all teaching music and music theory and stuff like that a certain way. And it just wasn't resonating with me. But then somebody, you know, I watch a couple of YouTube videos and say, hey, I know what a chord is now, which sounds silly, but imagine not knowing what a chord is, right? So it's like, okay, now I know what a chord is now. Um, I know what a scale is. Oh, wait, there's more than two scales? I didn't know that. So, so that started kicking in uh, maybe... Uh, I guess it was uh, 2017 or so was when I started actually putting stuff out there um, that I that I made myself. So it's it's um, been a been a it's been that kind of a journey. It's been on one side of music, the consumer side, for a very long time, listening and, and enjoying a lot of a big variety of music, um, and then just kind of recently, relatively recently, getting into the the actual production of it. So that that's the that's the long version, I guess. Yeah, that's good, man, and. Um... I can relate to you as well. You know, I've only started doing this when I hit my thirties as well. Um, I've always been messing about, but you know, like you say, when it sometimes it takes a long time to click. And I also relate mm-hmm. to you with, um, you know, my Spotify usually goes from ABBA to Notorious B.I.G. and then back to the B.G.s, and <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, just lo- love it all. So it's interesting that you've kind of nailed down that um, quite uh, not narrow but quite niche um sort of sound to music with everything you've said in mind it's taken you all these years to kind of get here and now you've been smashing it out these last few years is that particular Mm -hmm. music is that where you get your enjoyment from like making that or is it do you listen to your own stuff back like what what's the stuff that you really love about making music um i i guess i make music for myself first and foremost Right. Um, so I do listen to my own music. I, you know, I will, uh, I got a playlist of my own stuff and sometimes I'll just rock out to that if I'm going to the store or whatever. You That's know, great, mate. Maybe, I like that. Maybe, yeah. Maybe take an extra spin around the block because, because my song is on, meaning it's a song written yeah, yeah. by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yep, yeah, so, yeah. Yep, so that's, you know, 
like the quotes, I, I make what I make. I like what I like, I make what I make. So that's, um, I do listen to my own stuff. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so not going to relate to the, you know, I uh, put on some, some orange and crossing in the car and I'm like, oh, it's the last song. I can't get out of the car until it's over. Yeah. <laughs> or I, oh, somebody called in the middle of me listening to this album. I got to start it back from the beginning. Oh, yeah. well. Got to, got to take another spin around around the subdivision till this song's over. Oh wait, the next one's good too. So let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to I I, I to try and justify it. I'm like, well, you know, I need to learn my lyrics, don't I? So it's a good way to get to know your own tracks. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, if you're ever at the lights and there's like a you know group of people, just blast it as loud as you can and hope somebody gets the shazam out. Or... <laughs> oh, I thought that was just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys flow through the uh, through the parking lot of wherever you are, apartments, grocery stores, turn it up real loud and just hope somebody stops, especially at the gas station, pumping gas. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yep. percent. Yeah, yeah. Blast it out the the windows every day so the neighbors can hear it and everyone walks past. Um, you know, at the library, just going with a ghetto blaster and blast some yeah. wheels, walk around where you're yep. in. Yep, turn around, you know, turn it on, turn it up, look for a reaction. Well, yeah. know, whether, whether they like it or not, it's like, do they hear it? <laughs> do they hear my stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I think we all have, have that in common. Um, <laughs> let's take a second and talk a little bit about NASO. As a fellow moderator, um, you obviously know how awesome it is as a community. Uh, how did you first look across it and what's your experience been like? Um, it, uh, I can't remember the exact sequence of events, but it must have been Twitter um, because I'm literally not on anything else. Um, and, and at the time, I, I know I know when I got, I know when I joined, so I know what was going on and what I was doing and am still doing. Um, looking for places, you know, looking for the, the Spotify, play, looking for the playlist to, to get your song on so that it gets some plays, right? So I'm just going around hitting people up for playlists and, you know, somebody will say, um, you know this playlist accepting submission you know that kind of thing so so you're, you're just trying to get my song on playlist so I've, i discovered um nas uh that way and i do remember i, ha- I had to dust off my, my instagram account because i have one but i never used it but you know because the the, uh, the the only way to get is i had to hit up ed on instagram i think <laughs> at the time uh this was before we were using discord and, and all that stuff so this is you know, I, I guess the old days for NAS was just just last year. Um, so I hit him. I hit up Ed. I, I must have found him through Twitter because that's the only place I, I was. I mean, and I, you know, um, hit him up. I joined up. It was confusing at first, and I, I think this is you know not a not a criticism or anything. It's it's and it was true then, and it's still true. It's it's confusing at first, especially if you go in not knowing what's going on, which is what I was. I thought it was just a playlist, right? So I just contact this guy and get on the playlist. So I go in, it's like, oh, oh, there's rules. Okay, so then, so they, okay, this is oh, it's a community. Okay, okay, and this is what you got to do. Okay, so it's confusing at first, not for long, but um, but then it's really, I got really, I really got a lot out of it as far as the community aspect um, and, and, and connecting with other artists like, like, like you um, and, and things like that. So I got a lot out of it. Um, and it's still that way now from, from people who join now that we've kind of moved away from Instagram and we've, we're on Discord now. Um, I had already, I was already familiar with Discord, so it wasn't that big a deal for me. Um, so, but I, I know a lot of, at the time we made the transition, you know, people having to create Discord accounts for the first time and navigate yet another piece of software and that kind of thing. But it's even that it's worth it um, because of what you get out of it as, as far as the 
camaraderie, the, the connecting with other musicians, the resources and things that you get. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, Ed was um, pretty excited to have you on the podcast. Actually, it was um, his idea. Um, had a had a cancellation. He was like, "You need to get Icon Dark on." Like, I really <laughs> want to hear from that guy. <laughs> He's uh, one of the old timers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and the, and the first thing I do is mess up the intro. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, mate, that made it the perfect intro. I think you, you've been here longer than me, so you know. I think it's only fair. Um, so you know, like with the music thing, like what for you is like the pinnacle of like um, the possibilities that could happen. Are you working towards anything sort of actively, or are you just kind of keeping it fun, or like, well, even yeah, both of those questions plus what is the uh, what's the pinnacle for you basically what's the dream well i'm i'm aiming low <laughs> which is a which is a terrible thing to say but you know what i i make music because i enjoy making music um w- would i make music if if i didn't have you know, something in mind and spoiler alert I, I do have something in mind i am looking towards something but if i wasn't making progress towards something i wasn't trying to work would i still make music yeah but not as much as i do so I'm not, you know, that's, mm. it is what it is. So man, by aiming low, I say, um, all I want to get out of music, what I want music to do for me is to replace my day job, <laughs> to, to, to be artist honest, that that's what I, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to pack any clubs. I'm not trying to perform. I, you know, the, the kind of music that I make isn't performing. So if you want to watch me do a live set, it's going to look like me frowning at a computer monitor um, for an hour or two. So that's, you know, I don't perform. I don't want to be famous. <laughs> I don't want people to, to you know, I, I'm not, I'm not after that. What I want to do is when I wake up in the morning, instead of coming into my home office and turning on my day job laptop, I want to go sit in front of my doll and still get my bills paid and, and not have to live in a van down by the river. That's, that, that's already what I want to get out of music. But that's not 100% answer to the question because, you know, with that in mind, how am I trying to get there? What, what am I trying to do to achieve that? So um, there's, a lot of way, there's a lot of ways you can make some money with music. Um, whether you can make enough to live on, that's another thing. But you can make, you can make a few cents here and there doing, doing this, that, or the other. So the, the two things that I'm trying to do, the, ma- the main thing I'm trying to do is to eventually get into um, sync licensing, get my music in, in, in video games, may- maybe even you know, uh, movies and TV shows and things like that. Am, am I making steps toward that? Yeah, yeah. I'm on a couple of websites where you know the sync licensing stuff takes place, and I'm learning how to do that. Um, I haven't been successful with that, but you know I'm just kind of getting started. So, um, and then you know make a few cents here and there with with streaming to kind of to, and and maybe you know sell sell a few things on Bandcamp to kind of fill in a fill in the gap to that. But yeah, that's where I'm trying to go with it. But I'm not trying to reach like superstardom. I'm not trying to become, you know, Hans Zimmer or Junkie XL, right? You know, for, from from you know making their money from having your you know. Having my having my song in uh, in the next Avengers movie, or whatever. Although I would take it, um, I, I'm not trying to be superstar. I'm not trying to be everybody knows Icon Dark's name and face. I'm not trying to be that guy. I just want to. I just want this to be my job. <laughs> you know. That's yeah, it. that's good, man. That's it's noble intentions, and I think um, you know it's crazy to to try and think like that. Anyway, I think some people come into music, they're like, yeah, I'm going to be the next Elton John, or I don't know. Yeah. you know we're like world superstars straight away and it's like <laughs> no nah, it's not gonna happen it's good to keep yeah. keep your keep your ambitions low and achievable and like and then once you yeah. do that then that's when you start to think right what's the next thing 
what's the next yeah, level? Exactly. I hope you get it, man. I hope you, you know, I hope you, um, because your music's good enough to get into um, TV and stuff. Sometimes it's just about the contacts, isn't it? And being in the right place yeah, at the right time. Is. And uh, that's what I've learned. And from the, from the beginning, when I, when I first started making music, I say that as if that was 20 years ago. Um, it, it, it's been from day one, I would describe my sound to, 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 to use a word that I didn't use uh, when I was on your other previous question as cinematic, um, meaning I'll, I'll throw something out there. I'll put together a song and, you know, like I said, it's electronic music. So it's, it's synths and this and that, you know, I'll throw a breakbeat sample in there if it's that kind of jam and that kind of thing. But then I might also throw some strings in there <laughs> or, or a horn section or something, you know, not necessarily toward the funk side, but toward the orchestral side. Now, I'm not a composer. Um, I can I can put something together just to throw into a song. I can, you know, an, an orchestral loop. I can make one of those myself. I can't make a whole song, but I can throw it together an orchestral loop or use a loop to someone. And I'll, and I'll try to make it cinematic, like something you would hear playing in the background you know, of our vampire movie or something like that, or, or, you know, that kind of thing. So that's from that, from the, that's been part of my style from the beginning. And that's kind of what led me to say, yeah, this, you know, while I'm making this song, I'm picturing it playing in the background of a fictional movie in my head. Why can't it also be playing in the background of a real movie that somebody else made? All right. So that's where I kind of lean toward that. So when I was listening, I, I kind of thought, uh, Friday the 13th or like, <laughs> like a Michael Myers movie or something like that. Yeah. Like, cause, um, I listened, I put on, I just put on like the most recent release and I was like, okay. Then I just went back to the TF profile and I just pushed play. So it played everything. And I'm like, yeah, I get like Jason Voorhees <laughs> about the, you know, get gory on camera <laughs> type vibes from this music. Yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. I'm like, all right, let me dig deeper. Let me look in the in the Spotify and, and uh I always go to Instagram. I always look at mm-hmm. Instagram link and bio and see what's in that. And I was like, okay. So that's what he's going for. Good. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yep, that, that is what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. So Good job. You get your you get your message across. You get the uh, you really accomplish the the feeling that is going forward through music, which isn't something that everybody can say. So that's definitely um, definitely props to you for that. Yeah, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. So beyond the uh, you know, like, like you said, the, the scary movie type of vibe and feel. Um, tell us about any like influences and inspirations that you have as far as your music goes? Um, I think that there's a couple answers to that question, and this depends on how long we want to take here. But uh, for the music itself, the, the interesting thing about when I, list my, when I list my influences is that the influences that I'm about to say don't make music that sounds like mine. Um, there might be some similarity there might not be but it's not this so if you listen to my you know just randomly pick music from my catalog you won't necessarily think of the you won't necessarily think of the things that i'm about to say but you might who knows um and that would be you know one of them would be would be rob zombie um who is a rock uh, artist from you know me, me explaining who rob zombie everybody knows who rob 
zombie is, except for the person who does it. So, <laughs> you know, uh, he dresses up like a, like a kind of a witch person, you know, um, you know, you know his last name zombie so he makes so we actually had, um, we had will joy on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and i compared him to rob zombie there you go there you go yeah. so he makes yeah yeah he makes music that i like um but you know i i do incorporate heavy metal guitars in some of my songs but when you think of icon dark you don't necessarily think of heavy guitars even you know sometimes i use them sometimes i don't but he's an influence simply because of his whole presentation and and the, and the musicality of it um, and also specifically in, in, uh, for, for him and, uh, and for the group that he used to be in, White, White Zombie, of which he was the lead, lead singer, um, he, wrote, he uh, or his record company or, or whoever, um, you know, they put out like a remix CD at some point. And specifically what the inspiration and uh, of that leads to me is, you know, you get some, you know, hardcore and he wasn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call him metal, but he's definitely rock, right? So he put out some heavy rock. Um, stuff and then you got somebody remixes it and they put turntables in it and then they take the drums out and put you know put hip-hop drums in it and it's like oh oh and then and then they and then they start you know cutting and sampling his, his guitars and putting them back in it's and then just go crazy with it um and it's like it's gonna okay yeah and so so yeah that was um that's an inspiration because that is you know what hypes me up is when you kind of mix genres or just ignore genres um, like that. So that's a, that's an inspiration specifically, like I said, his whole presentation. And then also, um, you know, the, his music and, and the way it was kind of chopped and mixed up. So along those same lines, you, you'll bring in uh, another huge influence to me, which is Linkin Park. Same kind of thing. Rocky. But they got turntables in one. They got a guy scratching on turntables in there, and there's a rapper. And it's a, but it's a rock. But it's a rapper, and it's got, and it's got turntables. But it's a rock group. How does that happen? What's going on with that? So you know, you get you get to those kind of, and it kind of makes your head go, huh? I you know, you know, it completely ignoring the fact that the Beastie Boys was the thing, right? <laughs> right. But but even even then, it was like, wait a minute, these these are guys, these are guys rapping, but they're 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 they look weird. So yeah, it's it's. You know, the, the kind of genre either bashing or genre ignoring sort of things is what I draw inspiration from because um, my music, aside from just being electronic, um, is kind of hard to pin down. To, to go back to the beginning, um, aside from the dark ambient stuff, um, because dark ambient is, is kind of an established genre. So I throw dark ambient out there. Most people know what that means. But aside from that stuff, it's kind of hard to put label on what I do. So it's kind of genre. So I'll throw out, I'll, but even then, like one of the, it's, I, I kind of did it as a joke, but I, it, but I like the, I like the sound of it. One of the, one, not the first, but one of the first dark ambient pieces I did. Um, I mean, it's just kind of slow, very low frequency brooding. It's meant to be evocative of being trapped underwater while, while something's trying to get you, like a, just like a, you know, like a, some sort of underwater monster trying to get you. So it's very that. But then right in the, you know, the, the tension keeps want, keeps ramping up in that song. And then at a certain point, breakbeat. Why? It, dark ambient doesn't have any kind of drums or beats in it, but I put one, I put one in there, and that kind of that made the song, right? It's just one of my early. I don't even know if it's on. Actually, I think it might be on Spotify, but it, it you know, I kind of made the song. So I'll, I'll do things like that. I'll throw, you know, in, in a song that I just, I just released it. It's not on Spotify or anything. It's on, it's on Bandcamp. I just released it. Um, it's kind of a, um, uh, let's see, 
what's the best way to describe that song? But well, the, the whole point is kind of toward the middle and throughout the end of it, I'll, I, I put like an orchestral sample in there, like some, some, some strings that in a song that, that shouldn't have strings in it. <laughs> right. So this isn't that kind of song. This is an electronic song, but now you've got a string section. Right. So that, that's kind of the inspiration, I guess, to, to kind of defy boundaries and that sort of thing. And I would say the third one, um, and, and I may get some flack for this. I don't know. Um, it's Marilyn Manson. Um, I'll, and so, you know, I, I'll say from, from the chump, when he, when, when this, you know, I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when Marilyn Manson first appeared on the scene. How many decades ago was that? Couldn't stand him. He looked weird, didn't like his music. Um, but then after that kind of, you know, he, he kind of came, was on his way out of popularity. I kind of discovered some of his older songs uh, and kind of got into it. And it's for, and for with him, it's, it's less about music and kind of going back toward Rob Zombie with the whole presentation. He kind of put himself together and he made himself look, what well, to, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, that was his, that was him. So, I mean, I'm obviously not going to surgically alter myself and make myself look, but he, he kind of put himself out there for the purpose of frightening people. And some of the things that he said, you know, I don't know whether he honestly believes some of the things he said or not, but he said them for the purpose of frightening people. And here I am, a guy, and I'm not trying to scare people as an individual, but I'm trying to put my music out there to frighten people uh, or, or present some sort of uh, emotional reaction. So, so yeah, and then, you know, and in time, I actually did. He's one of my favorite artists now. Like I said, I couldn't stand him when he first, when he first dropped, but he's one of my favorite artists now um, just because of his, his musicality. And, and he's, been, he's been the same, you know, Marilyn Manson for a long, for better or worse. Uh, you know, never said I wanted to hang out with the guy, but, you know, he is what he is. So those are kind of my, my musical influences, you know, the, the, the musicians and artists that, that have do that. And then I got, you know, other, my other influences are and have been, uh, writers, um, because when I, I mean, like I said, when I was a child, when I was a kid, I always loved music, and I didn't really think I was going to, you know, actually make it, make music. But I, what I did want to do was be a, a writer, right? So I've, I've said in other interviews, I, I you know, for a long time I I wrote stories and, and things. I even wrote a couple of novels. Um, so my influences as a writer were, of course, you know, Stephen King, people like that, but. Um, you know, uh, H.P. Lovecraft and Clive Barker would be my influences as a writer. And what does that have to do with music? Well, the kind of books that I uh, read and the kind of stuff that I wrote and the kind of music that I make is all kind of the same thing. So, you know, they're, they're influences too, even though they don't make music. Mm, that's interesting, man. And um, I think listening to you speak, I'm thinking it's probably good that you do kind of stick to the music, um, the instrumentals, because I'm seeing this mad sort of horror vision if you become, <laughs> if you decide, right, I'm going to perform one day, I'm going to be a cross between like Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson, but I'm going to be even darker and, and <laughs> it, could, it could easily escalate into <laughs> a very strange show indeed, mate. Um, but no, I like that, you know, I like a lot of those um, bands myself and, you know, Linkin Park, I love them and... Um, it's interesting listening to you speak because I think I'm the same in, uh, in that my influences don't necessarily reflect my music and I don't really like to pigeonhole sort of um, the genre and stuff like that either. Um, yeah, so one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you touched on it earlier about um, seeing a story and seeing films in your mind and stuff when you're writing your tracks. Do you like 
like I would write a track with a specific story where I plan like a beginning, middle, end, and I, I and I can rap it because I've got lyrics. But do you do the same with your instrumentals? Do you have like specific um, stories that you've maybe plotted and planned in your head, and then you're writing the music to reflect that? Sort of. For for some of the um, for some of the songs, I do have a literal scene in mind or a sequence of scenes in mind where, you know, and this is, this is actually more applicable to the dark ambient stuff where, you know, a, um, a lot of my stuff kind of builds towards a crescendo point or something, which would be like the climax of a, of a scene or something like that. So I am thinking of, there's literally a, a movie in my head that's however long the song is long. Right. And then I'm basically scoring that. Um, that's for most of my dark ambient stuff. That that is the case. For my other songs, my non-dark ambient songs, it's more of um, I'm going. Uh, I do have something specific in mind. Maybe just a single scene, not like a sequence of scenes or whatever, but like a single scene. And I'm trying to build um, some sort of sonic representation with the melody and chords and instruments um, to evoke the emotion of that scene um which you know is a fancy way of saying that's what all musicians do but yeah that's you know i'm i'm uh i'm trying to put something into music that will give you the same emotional impact that the scene in my head is giving me that's what i'm trying so it's not necessarily a story um but it is like a, a scene from a story um and so a lot of my songs are based on um things uh, events, uh, things like that. So it's like, you know, what would it actually happen? Happen? What would it actually feel like if you actually did see a UFO? That kind of thing. So it's that. You know, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm getting at. That's cool, man. It probably help. Probably helps you. Um, probably helps you work it out like that. If you've got that, you should. Um, you should note down all the stories. Send them to me in Origin, and we'll um, <laughs> we'll start writing raps and um, jump on. Dude, but... <laughs> that, could, that could work. We'll go volunteers us to write raps. Every episode with everybody. <laughs> yeah, everyone and, needs uh, to know that. You know, let's get it out there. But um, no, you should write down these scenes that are happening in your head and like maybe actually have somebody turn them into movies or, or direct music yeah. videos to your own music. Yeah, funny you should mention that. Some of the scenes that I'm writing actually were written because I used to write. Um, and I've written songs, I say based on, because that's what I kind of use the terminology, even though how can a song with no lyrics be based on something, but it's, um, it's based on a story or a scene from a story that I either wrote or I was going to write, but didn't because long story short, I got burned out on writing decades ago um so i don't i don't write anymore but i write music instead but i've got you know all my old ideas um, i'm still several hard drive crashes away from 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 having all the old notes but I, all the old ideas are still there um, and then some of the stuff actually did get written down so um a lot so i wouldn't say I'm sorry a lot of but a significant portion of my stuff is based on stuff that i wrote or would have written so yeah that's class, man. I like it. Um, and it's it's good that you've been able to like maybe reuse some ideas that you might have had 20 years ago from your own writing and then now put them into a different discipline, um, you know, in the future in your music. That's quality, man. I like that. It's real yeah. creativity. Thanks. Yeah. And so let's get into the track that we're actually going to take a listen to today. 
like I said, this is, I think, the most recent song I saw on your Apple Music. Um, but it's actually a remix of that track, right? Um, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. When I went and uh, listened to it, this track is actually hip hop. That the um, the original version is yeah the uh, the so we'll we'll talk about both of these, but um, the version that is out on Spotify is an experiment. I was trying to see if I could make a chill hop track. That's you no, know, that's a genre. <laughs> uh, a chill hop track, um, and so I started making that and it's, you know, I couldn't, I can't not be me. Right. So it, it got dark real quick. And so you get, that's the, re, that's kind of the result. Um, so that's, so that's what happened. And so it's interesting that in, in the way that this happened in regards to the two versions of the song, um, the song that we're about to hear now is officially the remix. I call it the midnight remix. And it's basically, you know, it doesn't have the hip hop beat on it. And I think there's another, um, uh, uh, I think the string section is in this one, but it's not in the original, uh, the released version. Um, but long story short, the remix that we're about to hear is actually the original version of the song. My original vision of the song, vision for the song, is the one we're about to hear, which is the remix. So I was in the process of making the song and I said, huh, I wonder what it would sound like if, which is common music. You know, every artist does that. I wonder what it would sound like if I put a hip hop beat under this and maybe, you know, and, and to make space for that, I took maybe, maybe I took the strings out and put, the hip, put a hip hop beat in it. And so that's that's what became the the released full ver- you know, real version of the song. But my original vision of it is, is the one we're about to hear now. Yeah. Cool. So let's, let's take a listen to the remix of That's Not Sally. Yes. That's Not Sally. Yeah.
Yeah, great track, man. Love that. And um, I love what you've done with the remix. And um, I was thinking, uh, it reminds me a bit of Moby and some stuff um, uh, off one of his, off his album Play. There's some stuff on there that's really atmospheric and haunting. And you've got the same sort of, just in parts, though, but yeah, yeah. overall, you're very, it's very consuming music. I listen to it and I, I, I get sort of sucked in. Thanks. That's, that's quite the compliment. So I appreciate it. Glad you like it. Um, I think the, the original... Yeah, you know, we've heard the song, um, and uh, I think it might be but be entertaining to know the the story behind that song. It's not a story. It's not one of the stories I wrote. Um, there is, it's in Kansas, I believe, a a house that's supposedly haunted. It's called the Sally House, right? And that's what the the song is really based on. And so the the kind of legend behind that is that. You know, long time ago back when medicine was bad i guess in the 1800s or whatever and then there was a, a a doctor that lived in that house and a girl came in for some surgery i believe in appendicitis and she she died during surgery um, her, and her ghost supposedly haunts the house and her her name would be sally so that's your, your typical origin story for a haunted house but it what has actually happened though is that people go into that house um it's they get they have encounters and something touches them they've had you know, physical evidence of something leaving scratches on people's bodies um people who take uh, electronic equipment in there to try to capture you know, evps and whatnot they, they get a lot of activity of you know, voices and whatnot none of which is you know dead set evidence for or against anything it's just that it's really the, the the in the paranormal set you know among that crowd it's a pretty popular house because of it's supposed to be in, in the technical terms very haunted right so that's that's the house now um the historians in that area this, this is the, the the cool i guess part to me um will say there's no evidence of any girl named sally dying anywhere in that county uh during that time period so there wasn't no sally but people still say something touched me, something scratched me. We have a voice on our recorder that's something. So if there is no Sally, what is it? Thus the song, that's not Sally. A scary man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a little that's a that's a mind trip right there. But uh I guess that plays in perfectly for everything that you do. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. But thanks for thanks for letting us play it. Um having it here on the podcast so what they want to ask about is actually your artist name icon dark with the small icon the capitalized dark um how did you come up with that and kind of what's the inspiration with it um there are a couple of answers to that that question um i guess the the name itself you know irregardless of the the presentation of it the capitalization or whatnot the name itself icon dark um, it was me being lazy and, and using resources that I already had. Um, long time ago, as I said a couple times already, I, I used to write. And I, I had a, you know, I had a website that I put my stuff on. It was you know dark, you know the the, the uh, name that I wrote under was Dark Icon, right? So and so when I and this was this was so long ago that this was back when they they're you know getting a web getting a uh, a domain name was actually hard and and, and expensive, <laughs> right? Can't, it's hard to imagine that now, but this was this would have been decades ago. Um, so I got the, the I got Icon Dark as well because why not? I'll use it for something, you know. So I got I got those two domain names. Um, no idea what I was going to do with it. This you know this was before well before I started making music or anything like that. So then when I decided I was going to start putting my stuff out there, um, I didn't want to use the same name um, that I released my 
you know, I would, I, I'm saying released like it was a music, but it, that I wrote under or posted my stories under and whatnot. Um, so I just, I said, I could just use this other, I could just, just reverse it and say icon dark. And that's, that's kind of what stuck. So, um, you know, that, that's, you know, it's, I had that name pretty much for the same reason that I had the original name, dark icon, because it, it fit what I made, you know, it's just, you know, it's it, the, that name fit the stories that I wrote and it, fits the music fits the reverse of it fits the music that i write just you know pretty much saying the same thing now the actual um the capitalization of it it comes oddly enough um from my own attempts at making a logo i i do my own artwork for better or worse i mean i don't for for my album art i usually use i usually purchase artwork and kind of massage it and change it and things like that but as but as far as creating my own logos and things like that i do that myself so um the the um, the logo, it's one of the logos that I make, the, the smaller one, um, and even actually my, my artist's name, the very, the very first letter in that, the I, is actually a silhouette of a person. So, right, so what I wanted to do was incorporate that into my, the shortened version of my logo. So when you see that, you'll see it's a capital letter D, and then the silhouette of the person inside that, right? And so the silhouette of a person can only be an I if it's a lowercase I, because it's not a capital Right, it has to be the lowercase, right? And then it won't fit inside a D unless it's a capital D, right? So I put that in there. Okay, so so that left me with icon dark and the letter D being the only capital in it. So let's just make the whole dark word, the word dark capital. So it's kind of a mundane reason why that is, but I think it, but it does stand out. So, you know, <laughs> that's kind of the, the, the reason why that is. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And I, I don't think that is mundane. You know, it's... Um... <laughs> There's a lot of things that you're like, oh, you know, everyone will do this, everyone will do that. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure you realize how sort of unique your own mind is, and you, you've got a very analytical way of thinking about things. Like every question, you're sort of like, yeah, well, I've got three separate compartments to answer this question, and it's like bang, bang, bang. You can tell that everything that you do has been thought through thoroughly. Um, so it's interesting, and that's probably where it's brought you to to where you are today, where you know you're smashing it. And um, what's what can we expect next? What's um, what I'm, I know I know you're going to have stuff lined up. You know I know you've probably got your next couple of months at least accounted for. What's coming? Yeah, yeah yes, and yeah, yes, and no. I, I'm always working on something, so um, I'm always working on a song. The only time I'm not working on a song is usually a couple of days after I release a song. I'll, I'll i'll take a couple of days off right um because yeah, the last thing i want yeah yeah because the last thing i want to do is, is burn out because you know for the me- message you know no, life lesson life, life pro tip for all the people watching burnout is a real thing that's why i don't write anymore i really 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 enjoyed writing i literally can't write anymore because i got burnt out you know i i was i, I was producing and i'm not saying i was good writer. i'm not saying that <laughs> but i wrote a lot um so and i got burnt out so it's just so then and it applies to music as well so you got to build yourself some bricks in there and especially to all my and this is getting off topic but i, th- I think it's important um especially to all my, all my all my folks out there um who who are part of this kind of hustle mentality especially like the, in the in like the beat makers and stuff and you know i can make 30 beats in a day you know okay well, well irregardless of whether they're good beats or not let's put that off let's put that off to the side can you make 30 beats a day forever? <laughs> can, I mean, can you? I mean, at some point, you're going to burn out. Um, so you have to kind of pace yourself. It's really not the speed at which you do things that, that matters. It is the consistency 
that of that you do them that matter. So I can make a song. I mean, I could make a song in a day. I I could. I mean, you know, but I don't. Could I make a song for a day every day for a year? Nope. And if I did that, I probably would just burn out at some point. So, um, so long story short, I'm always working on something. Uh, I, I do build breaks in, in in between there just to kind of kind of avoid things. So you'll always see me coming out with something new, probably once a month, sometimes closer to once every two weeks. Um, what I'm working on now is I just got involved in doing a remix for some folks. Um, it's going to be a bit of a challenge for me because it's, it's it involves vocals and I'm, I'm not used to working with vocals, so that's going to be a learning experiment experience for me. Um, and this is kind of a kind of a goth. It's not really well. It's I, I, I won't get into the whole genre of it, but it's 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 a, a a remix for a band. They just put their stuff out there and want people to remix it, so I'm going to remix it. Um, I just put a song out. Uh, after that's not Sally, but that's only on Bandcamp, and it's probably going to stay that way. Um, and so, yeah, you'll always see me coming out with something in between every, you know, from two weeks to a month, you'll see me come out with something. The next couple of things you might see, one is a, a, a remix. Um, and then going forward, what I, where I, what I hope you'll you'll see or hear my stuff on um, uh, is, I, like I said, I am starting to get myself out there to try to get some of my stuff licensed, you know, sync licensed, you know, I'm not necessarily immediately going for, you know, to, to get on the next Avengers movie or anything like that. Um, some of my stuff is, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't honestly say that any of my stuff is something you'd hear on a car commercial or something, or something like that. But in video games, I think that, that, you know, I think that's the perfect outlet for, for some of my stuff. And then maybe, you know, I've experimented with making music for trailers, like trailer music. That's a whole, that's a whole separate genre of music that has to be made in a certain specific ways. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm getting into that. Um, so I actually got one trailer song that I put on, put on Bandcamp just to kind of make, you know, make sure that I could do it. And I, it sounded pretty good. So I'm starting to get into that. So hopefully you'll hear some of my music in, in some games and maybe a movie trailer or something like that. Um, and then kind of go forward with that. Nice. Um, so there was something that you said in there that, uh, and I wish I could like replay it so I could actually remember what it was because my brain is so, oh, I caught that. Now we're on something else and I forgot that. But um, unless it pops back in my head in the next few seconds, um, we want to thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, it's been really interesting getting to hear your story and see the different ways you kind of think and approach everything. Uh, before we wrap up, if you want to tell everybody where they can find you on social media or other sites. Sure. Um, the main social media outlet for me is is Twitter. I, on there, I am I am Icon Dark, so it's at I am Icon Dark. Um, I do have a website, icondark.com. You can go to it. It is neglected and, and very much in need of updating, but it exists. So at some point, hopefully in the near future, I'll make it more relevant, but it exists. But, but you know, Twitter is the main way to reach me. I also do have an Instagram. Also, I am icondark, uh, but I don't use it. Um, so, you know, uh, you can message me on Instagram and uh, you, you'll think I'm ghosting you. It's just I don't, I don't even, I don't bother, bother I don't even log into to Instagram in most you know, on, on a weekly basis for you even. So uh, Twitter is usually the better way to reach me. So it's I am Icon Dark on Twitter. Yeah, I don't blame you, mate. Um, <laughs> you don't want to burn out with that. So yeah, was it was it anything to do with the burnout origin? Because it was. Like, it was actually, it was interesting. as soon as you said burnout, it was that it popped back. Um, the thing about, you know, producer saying I, I can make 30 beats in a day or something like that. 
So, I mean, one, so really two things. Thing one is, I think when people say I make 30 beats a day, they mean they start 30 beats a day. They get like a foundation for 30 beats a day. I don't think they mean start to finish 30 complete, ready to go beats. Yeah. But even still, I mean, if you could do that and you could keep it up for even a year, I mean, at that point you have so much material. If it is, you know, you could sustain while you recover from your burnout. But part two, that's unreal. Um, the, and how fast you could probably hit burnout at that pace is, is yeah. crazy. Like I used to do a song a week and then yeah. burnt out like immediately. Like, I yeah. did for the summer and that was it. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a real thing. Um, it is, I mean, it's, it's worth it's worth talking about again for, for a minute. I mean, I, I talk to people on Twitter and, um, you know, I, I'm not a beat maker, but, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of threw it out there because I sometimes get targeted, not necessarily targeted, but people think I'm a beat maker because I say I make instrumentals and, and, but, and, but not, but, but so yeah, I'm, in other words, I, I'm following and get followed by a lot of beat makers on Twitter sometimes. So they have conversations, but yeah, I, I made X number of beats and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, uh, uh, I'll just I'll troll them a little bit. And say, you, you know, you made five beats today, but somebody else is talking to your girl that whole time. So, in in other words, you, what are you neglecting? <laughs> are you neglecting your mental health? Are you neglecting, you know, family, whatever else? What are you neglecting in order to, to achieve that level of production of productivity, right? Um, so e- even if you could sustain it, what are you neglecting to do that? Uh, and it might come, it might come up and bite you when, you, when, when suddenly, you know, you got all this, you got all this product and you, you, you've made all these beats again, not, you know, ignoring the fact of whether they're good or not, but you've got all these, but your family life is in shambles. Right. So there, you know, and so, and not to be, not, not to put myself out there as, as the old man on the podcast, but you know, it's kind of, it's usually the younger crowd that doesn't see that stuff. Right. Because, you know, they're part of the hustle culture. We have to give 110 percent, you know, all day, every day. Um, and then and then you're looking at burnout or a divorce or an ulcer or or whatever else that stuff catches up with you. Um, not not necessarily fast, but it does catch up with you. So but anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a scary thought, to be honest, because I spend most of my spare time thinking about music. And um, yeah, hopefully my wife won't leave me anytime soon but we are, um, we are. yeah we hope yeah yeah um no you're right though i mean uh, it's it, it's it is real burnout you know and uh, like sometimes I feel like i'm on the cusp of it and you just got to cut back when you when you can yep. and i don't uh, people people fall into chasing overnight success don't they and, it, and it, uh, it's like it's important like it's unsustainable isn't it and it, it's just not possible either i think the smoke and mirrors in music. There's a lot of people there who look like they've been overnight success, but really they've been at yeah. it for 10 years or they've thrown loads of money at sponsorship or, you know, yeah. just as long as you're enjoying it, that's the main thing. That's what I always say. Yeah. As long as you're enjoying it, as long as you're not, not damaging yourself uh, when you're, when you're, when you're putting the music out there. And, and as far as career aspirations, it's, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, and, and, and I, I tell myself this, I, I'm not going to say, to anybody that they can't that that being an overnight success is impossible clearly mm. it is mm. <laughs> it, it it can happen um but it's not something you build a career on that's just hope and luck or, or whatever or whatever and even and even in those cases are you you know and I, I like to frame it 
um, in terms of a lightning strike, right? Because you know, lightning does strike. It's extremely rare that it, that it would strike you, but it does strike. So lightning might strike your career. And I'm, and I'm saying this in a positive sense, not a negative sense, burn down yeah. your house or anything like that. Lightning might just strike your career tomorrow, but A, are you ready for lightning to strike your career, right? Do you have a backlog of songs that you can put out there and, and that kind of thing? Um, and B, that's not something that you can build. You can't build your career on maybe one day lightning will strike. That's not saying that lightning doesn't strike because clearly it does, but you can't build a career on that. So, yeah, that's yeah. good, man. I like it. Um, you're right, you get the skills in place. Um, I think working on music teaches you other skills as well. You're learning computer yeah. skills, you're learning, you know, video yeah. editing and all sorts of things that are, um, you can apply elsewhere. So, that's how I'm going to keep justifying it to my wife anyway. Um, <laughs> and then with, with the music, and just with, like you said, light and striking, like we think about it with like a lot of the, the child actors or child artists that blow up because lightning yep. struck them. Yep. And then like they're golden for like, or at least they seem golden while they're like still kids and they get older, teenagers, like young adults. Yep. And then it's like everything goes to crap for them. And then it's just like, oh, yep. they weren't ready for us. Exactly. Just not ready. Yeah, I can relate to that. Well, um, yeah, it's been great to meet you. You know, it's um, always a Hold pleasure. On, wait to... a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I was just I saying, it's been great to question. meet you. And uh, I'm now going to unveil Origins. One more question. This is the part of the show we call Origins Bonus Question. Bonus question. All right. Lay it on me. All right. So a lot of us know of or have used in some capacity Bandcamp. What could you speak to like the pros or even pros and cons of Bandcamp and like what it offers? Because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who know of it, but don't put it to its full use or use it to its full potential. Yeah. Bandcamp. Um, I do use Bandcamp. Uh, it's no surprise. I've, I've, I've name dropped it a few times uh, on the podcast just now. Um, what it brings is, If Bandcamp, if Bandcamp were to hear this, they probably hate it. it. It brings, it's like holding on to the old way of doing things, where people actually buy music. So it's a it's a site. You put your music on there. You, you have your own little site. You know, I'm, I'm dark.bandcamp.com, right? So you, you're an artist. You, you create your own little sub subset of the site. Um, you put your songs on there, your artwork, and you can people can come in and buy your song for ninety nine cents or whatever price you put on it, right? So that's what it is but it's kind of ignoring the fact that most people don't buy music anymore um so it's good in the fact that it's there for people to buy music but it's bad in the sense that people see that and they say okay i'm going to put, put my music on Bandcamp, and people are going to buy it and i'm going to you know pay my metric bill next month or whatever and that's you know ignoring the fact that most people don't buy it. so i'm not saying that people don't buy music period because that's that's an absolute, right? So yes, some people buy music, but what you run into with Bandcamp is you put your music on there, and then two th one of two things has to happen. Oh, yeah, um, and that is you then have to drive people, drive traffic to that Bandcamp site to, so that they can buy your music. In, in other words, you, know, you have to put you have to gather a fan base, and then your fans are presumably the ones that are buying the music. Right. So you still have to. So you're still stuck with the, you know, not necessarily maybe stuck's the wrong word, but you still have the, 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 the onus is on you 
to get fans just like it would be in any other site. So it's just, you know, that you know, it's not a cure for anything. You still have to somehow get fans and somehow drive them to the site, which is entirely up to you. So that's one one of the two things that has to has to happen. So you either do that, or um, you have somehow stumbled upon the magic uh, keywords to put into descriptions of your yourself as an artist or whatever, so that Bandcamp's search engine offers your stuff up um, when people are searching for whatever. So um, that is that is easier for some genres than others. Like if you're, you know. Um, uh, uh, synthwave is real big on Bandcamp, you know, and I like synthwave. Uh, but so if you if you tag your music as synthwave, then it might show up in search. You know, so so you, in other words, you, you get what I'm saying. You have to or you have to either make yourself popular, meaning you gather fans um, and send them to Bandcamp, or you have to you know join the popular club. And by that I mean you have to somehow attach the appropriate tags and descriptions to your music, which is which is an art. That's I mean that's you know, I've played around with that and changing the tags on my stuff and with, with, with you know, little to no results. But you've got people that swear that, yeah, if, if you if you gather, you know, you know, niche yourself down, and get down to the exact sub, 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 sub niche that and then target that with your descriptions and whatnot, then then Bandcamp will actually drive traffic to your your thing because people are searching for specific types of music. You've got people that will swear that will happen. Um, they can't necessarily show you exactly how to make that happen. And even if they could, what if you make music that's different than them? Because you probably do. <laughs> that might not work for you. So you're still stuck with that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do support the site. I do like the site. Um, and, and what I try to get out of it, I, I put my stuff on there, not so people can come in there. And, and so not so like a million people can go buy my song for a dollar, a dollar a piece. Um, that, that's not what I'm trying to do. I do put it on there. Um, uh, almost as an alternative and maybe even a thumb in the eye of like uh, Spotify. And we, and we haven't really thought it, we haven't really got into that you know, Spotify paying artists uh, peanuts and whatnot. So my entire catalog is on Bandcamp, but I've got some songs and remixes and whatnot that are only on Bandcamp. Like the, the song we played today, currently that's only on Bandcamp. It's not on Spotify, the original version is on, is on Spotify. So I have something on Bandcamp, so that if somebody stumbles across my site somehow, they'll see things there that they didn't see when they were looking at my profile on Spotify, right? So, so I do. I, I like to play that game, not necessarily to make money on Bandcamp, but to offer fans something new. So if they if they if they go through the, the effort of, of typing the URL into a browser or clicking a link and going there, they'll see something that they hadn't seen before. Just a couple of songs, right? But there's stuff there that they didn't see on Spotify. So I like to offer that extra um, just as a service to the fans. That's what I approach it for. And if I make a dollar here or there, that, that's fine. But, you know, I'm just trying to put some stuff out there that people haven't seen before. I like it, mate. I like it. Do you get much, do you get many sales from Bandcamp? Not really, because I haven't, you know, I, I, I don't put much effort into putting uh, into driving traffic there. Mm. It's a lot of um, effort, so I, for I get, very little reward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so the money in no. the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. So, and if I uh, and it this kind of goes with the Spotify as well. I mean, if you're not spending money, it's hard to get people to even notice you and by spending money i'm not talking about buying streams or anything like that but if you're not buying advertising and whatnot um then it's hard to get people to 
um, your social media profiles or your um, your Bandcamp or your Spotify or whatever. And I'm not spending. I have spent. I used to run some Facebook ads, um, and what I found out from that, getting off on a tangent, what I found out on that is that um, it actually works if you know what you're doing. You can actually run successful Facebook ad campaigns and generate traffic. But in order to make it meaningful, you have to be spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like if you if you just want to you know put like a dollar a day into it, I mean you, you'll see it work. But you'll probably you'll get like one fan a week or something like that. You'll you know, that kind of thing. So it's not it's, it's you have to scale it up in order to say. So, and I'm not scaling it up, so I'm not I, I'm not pushing people toward Bandcamp or Spotify or anything else. So I'm not getting lots of sales um but and, and then bandcamp also has this thing to get back to them to where it's um uh where you can like you know support artists directly join their join their um you know five dollar a month club or whatever and get access to specific content and songs i i've looked at i've looked at setting that up i don't have that turned on i probably will at some point but i thought that was cool they recently i don't know if it's still recently but they rolled that out relatively recently um and that's that's something that might be worth doing but again again you still have to drive people to that somehow with ads or by toying around with the keywords or whatever, or, or by already being famous or something like that. So you still have that problem or that, that job, or that onus. Yeah. That's I think still another way is getting out and playing live as well. So, Cause you don't yeah. have that in your armory. It's, it's more difficult as well. Do you talk about your music when you meet people, you know, just out in person? And... Not, not really. Um, that's, that, that's, um, that's just a thing about about me. When I, I, I like to keep, I like to compartmentalize. Like the, the people I work with on my day job, and you know, we, we of course we haven't we haven't seen our seen each other face to face in like a year and a half because of COVID or whatever. But um, you know they don't know that I make music, um, and so when I meet people, well, not had been meeting too many people at all lately. But you know, I don't necessarily talk about my music. I like to compartmentalize what I do if I'm at work, I'm, I'm the work guy. If I'm at home, you know, the, I'm, you know, if I'm meeting, meeting family and whatnot, I'm, I'm the family. I don't, you know, I don't want to throw my music at people, which is the exact wrong way to be <laughs> right. That you know, you'll never get famous that way. So, um, but yeah, you know, I don't necessarily throw, sometimes I, I have a, I have a rare, because I think, I think, um, I think the site went down or something. I have a rare icon dark t-shirt <laughs> that I will wear sometimes. Um, as I had an icon dark hat, you know, in my uh, brief experiment with, with with swag, right? So, um, so I there, you know, I got like a free a, a sample a sample T shirt, a sample hat, or a sample bag, and stuff. So I'll, I'll I'll support that kind of thing, you know. And if somebody asks me, yeah, I'll tell them, but I'm not going to say, hey, I'm I'm like on dark. I make music. No, I'm, I don't want to be that guy. I'm I'm very much an introvert, which which might fly in the face of everything you've seen or heard today. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm very much an introvert. So I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not out there throwing my music in people, um, except unless they're in the car next to me. So, yeah, I get that, man. I get that. <laughs> um, so, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, mate. It's been great to meet you. Um, you know, really nice that we can do this, and I hope that we can do it again sometime. Um, thanks everyone who's listening to the podcast as well. Um, we've had some great feedback, so you know, we really appreciate it, and we appreciate you listening and everyone supporting uh, in the NAS community, the mods, the partners. Uh, everybody like that. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, I'll leave Origin and Icon Dark to close. Thanks. Right. Oh, peace out. And we'll see you next time. And thanks for having me, guys. It's been real. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>